Hello and welcome into the Gotta Be Saints podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Gotta. Join me each week as I tackle life's most important question How do I become a saint? Today's podcast is titled Wonderfully Made. I have with me today Maggie Craig. Maggie, how are you? Hello, I'm doing great. I'm so happy to chat with you. I will let Maggie introduce herself, but Maggie and I went to college together. We went to camp together, and now we're uh, trying to love the Lord together and Amen. to share uh, just some wonderful insights, hopefully, today. And I hope that anyone who's listening enjoys it. But as I said, today's podcast is titled Wonderfully Made. Maggie, I want to give you the opportunity to kind of just introduce yourself. So I'll start by letting you have the floor. Yes. Wonderful. I love the floor. My name is Maggie Craig, and I love Jesus. And for some reason, Jesus has called me to travel the country full time and talk about him. It's never what I planned, never what I imagined, never really what I would recommend to anyone, but I love it so (laughs) much. And through the grace of God, it's my full time job. I've been speaking professionally five years now. Um, I got my undergrad and master's degree in theology from Franciscan University and the Lord opened doors. And ever since I graduated, I've been traveling full-time ever since, speaking to everyone who will listen and even those who won't, like especially confirmation students, about Jesus, his love for them at parishes, youth groups, colleges, campuses, conferences, whatever, uh, around the country. So I'm based in Los Angeles, but I grew up in Ohio and I've been slowly moving west because sunshine is great and cold and clouds are not so that's where I'm based and I just travel all over and I love the Lord and it's a huge blessing to chat with him and to chat with you about him awesome awesome yeah I to anyone who's at at home listening Maggie and I bumped into each other maybe two months ago three months ago randomly in South Carolina (laughs) uh, where I got married but I was there at a daily mass and lo and behold, who walks in or maybe you were already seated. I don't remember, but we sat right next to each other, which was hilarious. And it's just a good reminder of how good the Lord is. And it also sparked me being like, wait a second, why have I not had Maggie on the podcast? So Aiken, uh, South Carolina, isn't it crazy how like the people the Lord knows that will be in your life later on? that you don't even know like the certain friendships that people my my dad always says it's friendships they're like you're like driving next to a car on a highway and sometimes they take an exit and you thought you would drive with them for a really long time but they had to like get gas and sometimes they might catch up or like people just come and go in your life and the lord and his divine providence knows but we don't we never have any idea that's why we trust ourselves to him yeah yeah no you're right and i think for for you and me too like in a practical sense I'm sure, at least for myself, I'm like, yeah, I would have bumped into you at some point. The Catholic world's small. But at the same point, too, it wasn't through the channel I would have guessed or the channels I would have guessed. It wasn't through Franciscan yeah. and it wasn't through Life Team, you know, which it was, was through the Aiken, South Carolina. The it was place through. the Masters. Who knew? Yeah. Yep. So, uh, which is just so cool. God's so good in that way. But uh, like I said, we're talking about Wonderfully Made. Uh, that's today's episode title. I took that from Maggie's page. Uh, like I said, she does, or like she said, she does speaking all throughout the country. I, of course, in the show notes, will link your page so that people can check you out. Uh, but today, the the focus is on authentic femininity. 
Um, at Gotta Be Saints, we focus on various topics, but it always brings us back to the question, how do I become a saint? Uh, my goal here with this ministry is to get somebody, get everyone asking themselves that question, how do I become a, become a saint? So I have no doubt that this topic, uh, when lived out well, can bring both women and men uh, to be holy. So if you could share just why you're so passionate about this topic, and we can just dive in with, oh, with that question. Would I ever? Okay, let me set the scene for you, Brandon. One time, I was at a retreat. I wasn't the main speaker for some reason. Oh, no, man, retreat. mistakes were made. There were I know, that was the number one first strike. <laughs> so I was just there for the women's session. So it was like Saturday night of retreat. They had a weekend retreat. And they had a classic youth ministry bro in every sense of the phrase like five kids talked about a smoking hot wife like just a bit of a youth ministry bro and he was great well-meaning but i'm just setting the stage and he i love that this is what you classify as a youth ministry bro keep come on you know what i'm talking about you know exactly what i'm talking about i do i mean i aspire to be one of those other than the youth ministry part so in in, in a good way in a good way i'm meaning this in a bit of a negative way but Okay. okay so he doesn't know that I'm yet there and he doesn't know who I am. He knows that there's a female speaker going to speak to the women. So what, what happens, what I do is I snuck into the back of the retreat center. I was just there for that talk. The teens didn't know who I was and I very easily can pass as a teenager. I am 28. I can look 14 in a heartbeat. Give me a backwards hat, take off my makeup. I look like a prepubescent person. It's, this is real. So <laughs> I use it for my advantage, though, with, with children. So I, I snuck into the back of the retreat center, and I sat next to some kids. They didn't know who I was. They thought I was just some other high schooler, and I'm, like, chatting with them, being friendly. And and then uh, then what I'll do is I'll get on stage, and they'll be like, oh, my gosh, that, like, small child is our speaker. And they'll, like, listen to me more purposely. So sitting next to them as the big burly male youth minister is like, okay, attention. He grabs the microphone. He's like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to break up into men's and women's sessions. And the men, they're going to go down by the lake. They're going to go to this lodge and they're going to learn how to be strong and brave. And the women, the women are going to have their own speaker and they're going to learn how to be, be beautiful daughters of God. And as I'm sitting in the back next to these high schoolers, one, I hear that one high school girl lean over to the other and she says, well, that's stupid. I want to be strong and brave. And it broke my crusty little heart uh, <laughs> that this male burly speaker was leaning into so many mistakes that people in church ministry make, that they lean into this idea that strength and bravery is just for men and women, they're left to be beautiful and they're just left to be God's princesses. And like, that's really kind of all they're worth for. And men are the strong, brave warriors for God. And the girls are the princesses in God's ivory tower. And listen, if you want to focus on your beauty, great. If you want to see yourself as God's princess, great. But that doesn't mean strength and bravery is only for men. And that's not for women. So it's one of my huge pet peeves. If you can tell, I'm super annoyed about it already. Uh, yeah, that strength and bravery belongs to men. And women's sessions, they're reduced to these outdated stereotype ideas of, of what it means to be a woman, or there's only one kind of woman. And that one kind of woman has 
an eating disorder and she wants boys to like her and her main fear is her appearance and like that's all she cares about. (laughs) There's a lot of other women out there who have different issues and different struggles. And if we as a church keep pitching women's sessions, just like they were in the 90s and the early 2000s, we're going to lose women in droves, in droves. So we need to find ways to not only understand what women are, and number two, how to give a talk to them, how to speak to them in a way that doesn't make them run for the hills, but actually sets their heart on fire and leads it to God. I grew up, Brennan, a huge tomboy a huge tomboy and I only cared about sports and like I mean I remember repping you in basketball and admittedly you're really good but also I still have to wonder if I should have fouled you out in the championship game but instead I just kind of let it go thank you I had a poor performance that championship game but I still got in you won you won Uh, my team won but I played poorly yes so I was super athletic growing up and I would go to these talks at my church and there would be a speaker with blonde curled hair with heels talking about wanting her husband. And that wasn't anything I cared about. And it wasn't anything that a lot of people around me cared about. This is a long rambling answer to say authentic womanhood is a lot bigger than stereotypes and the world needs to recognize that. And so does our church need to recognize that it's more that it's more than that, and God has designed women intentionally, specifically, with a mission, a purpose, and a plan. And we need to understand what that is and who we are. Otherwise, we won't be able to be saints because we won't understand our fundamental identity. Mm. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I, it's funny. I watched a couple YouTube videos of you, and that was one of the ones that I picked out in that story. I listened to it, and so I was like, yes, when you start, you know, it's like, it's even better hearing it the second time. Thank you. And you're definitely hitting on the part, you know, why you're passionate. So we can get into some of the questions now, but um, it's just, I think this is a topic that is so relevant for both women and men to listen to. Women, of course, you know, how, how it pertains to them, but also for men. How does it pertain to them? And then also, how does it pertain to the women in their life? And how can we, as men, sure. build build women up um, and, you know, help both both uh, genders support one another? So my next question for you is, in your mind, what is the biggest lie that women are being told today or biggest lies? And what can we do about that? Oh, how long do you have? There's just... Well, there's... We, we've got a long time. Brennan, there's so many directions I could go. I've been thinking about this. Well, there's a lot. There's one lie that I'm really passionate about, but then I have like 12 others. We don't have That's to do fine. that. You can do the okay. big lie and then you can mention okay. the 12 others. Um, well, I think one huge lie that women face and sometimes like the church, members of the church reinforce this in a negative way, that pornography and sexual sin is only a men's issue. That's a big one. Typically, every men's talk is like, let's talk about porn. Let's talk about masturbation and like why it's bad. And girls' talks are like, you're beautiful. <laughs> it's like, women have women struggle with this too. Nope. Uh, I don't know. It's something like 80% of women. So it's either you personally, currently, or in the future, or it's the person sitting next to you. So let's talk about this. Um Another big lie that for women that their self-worth is directly related to their friendships and accomplishments. 
that if they don't have friendships, if they don't have some sort of accomplishment, that they don't really have any value. They need something external to have internal value. Um, women have to become more like men to be equal to men. That's a that's another big one that we see men succeeding in many different ways. So we think if I want to succeed, I have to become like a man. Um, similarly, I have to abort my child if I want to succeed in life. That is another big lie. Uh, and then in, in Catholic circles, I think a lie that I hear a lot too, especially as an unmarried woman, is um, that you have to know and be in your big V vocation before Jesus can fully delight in you and before you can fully be part of the church. So you need to either be like engaged, married, or you need to be in religious life, like actively fulfilling your vocation until you're good enough. I don't know, Brendan, there's so many ways we could go with this. There's so many lies and, and ways men hear all these lies too. So they're not necessarily like specific to women it's general yeah. lies but things that are kind of in women's face a lot yeah no i think you're i think you're right i and it's funny you mentioned the well maybe not funny but you mentioned the porn and masturbation aspect of things and i was at a retreat this weekend and i think it was the first time where i went to a men's talk and that wasn't the angle that the guy went yeah. from. instead he talked about biblical um just like manhood and how we've gotten away from that beautiful love Great. it it was i was just like cool like it's good to and and don't get me wrong i mean there's there's still a place for that conversation sure. uh no doubt but it was kind of refreshing to see it go from a different light for the first time yes um, i think men need to hear it a little less and a li and women need to hear it a little more Maybe men need to hear a little bit because pornography and masturbation, it's a symptom of a greater disease. So if we only address the symptom, we're never going to tr get true healing. It's like if we just pull off leaves of a tree, the tree's going to keep growing. Like, let's focus on the root. So I think men could hear a little bit more the root of the issue. And women could also be like, hey, like, this is a symptom in your life, too. Like, keep an eye out for this. Yeah. But I I like to sneak into men's sessions because I'm like, what the heck are they? What's going on? And I know that yeah, they just get beat over the head with that all the time. And yeah. I and, and I mean, there's, there's certainly a re you know, reason it's, it's a real thing in a lot of men's lives. And, sure. um, and at the same time, it's also not, you know, similarly to what you said about women, this isn't the only thing for women. It's not the only thing for men. And there are, like you said, it's just a, a symptom of of a much deeper thing. Yeah. Um, I, had a, I had a guy friend in high school. He, I think he was a freshman, which is just a rough year for everyone. And he was at a men's talk or a men's conference and they talked about pornography and masturbation. Again, great. And he said that wasn't a struggle for him and he felt like he was a bad man. And mm -hmm. just like how I didn't have an eating disorder and I didn't care if like sixth grade boys thought I was cute. I thought that that meant I was a wrong woman if we only present men's and women's topics through a single lens, if we only have the same speaker over and over again, if we only have the same theme over and over again, whether intentionally or not, young people in the audience are going to think if their experience doesn't match up with yours, there's something wrong with them. So this is why we need to have a diversity of voices, a diversity of topics. We need to address this not just like once on a retreat. We need to constantly be talking about who we are as men, who we are as women, so everyone's experience can be voiced. Yeah. 
And we need mentors. We need people to lead. We need the conversation to not just leave the the space of the retreat. But I think that's what often happens is these people leave the retreat and they go back to not having anyone to yeah. help them with anything. They don't have spiritual directors, spiritual guides. Their parents aren't doing it, et cetera. Et cetera. So we could, of course, talk about this for forever and ever. I think, too, there's the, the reality of the lens oftentimes in those talks takes on for the men takes on too negative of a light it's uh you are a failure as a man and and it's there's real there's a truth there that like men we need to step up but it's also just you know we need more of the clarion call of building them up like you are good and you're made for more instead of you are the root of your sin you are you are your addiction you know yeah well brandon i mean you know you know sports Coaching men is very different from coaching women. Uh, and this is why I feel like men coaches, they need to have a deep understanding of women before they can coach women. But typically how you coach men is the coach will say to the players, you're not doing good enough. You need to be better. You're awful. And then men are like, let me prove you wrong. And they rise up to the occasion. And if you tell a woman, you're not doing good enough, you're bad, you're terrible, typically she's like, you're right. And so they they want to prove you right, but men want to prove you wrong. But if all you ever hear as a man is that you're bad and you're not good enough, you don't want to rise to the occasion. You want to succumb to it, and it becomes too overbearing. So men's and women's psychology plays into this a lot. But I, that would be awful. I am not a man, but if I went to all those talks and heard that all the time, what a wound that would be. I have my own wounds from women's sessions. I'm not, I'm not to say that men's sessions aren't uh, uh, innocent either. No, they're not. And and at the same time, they're still, you know, the reality is what we have to remember in both of these situations is the person speaking is also wounded. They're also broken. They're also a sinful human. They're not perfect. And so there's the reality of taking it from that that, I, I mean, that's why it, even if I, uh, and we'll talk about this more when, with the questions, but leaning it always back to scripture, it's like, let me let Jesus say what needs to be Amen. said. In the end, he's the one with the real answers. You and I, of course, can. the Lord's given us gifts to interpret mm-hmm. and to speak about our own experiences. And this helps people. Or else you wouldn't do what you do. I wouldn't do what I do. But Amen. all the while, it needs to always get back to him. Um, so you shared those those different lies. In your mind, and you kind of hit on it a little bit, but what can we do about it? How do we change this? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the devil is the deceiver, right? He's lied from the beginning, and his lies have woven themselves deep into the fabric of our culture, of our psyche. Um, so what do we have to do to the tree? We have to uproot it, you know, to uh, to destroy an olive tree. I think an olive tree is, like, such an ancient, strong tree. What you have to do is have, you have to cut it up. And you have to dig down deep, pull out its roots, and then you have to pour in poison so it never comes back. (laughs) This is act. You have to, so that's what we have to do with lies. Lies are deep in our hearts and we have to cut down the leaves and cut down the branches and cut down the trunks and pull up the roots and then pour in poison so it doesn't come back. But not poison we're pouring in, we're pouring in true life. So I, I know this is kind of simplistic, but what we do about the lies is we know the truth. And we know that truth is a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. So no, it's not simplistic. It's it's the reality. It's the truth. It's what we need to turn to. 
sure, maybe it is simplistic and it needs a little more there's practical application. Practical application, yeah. but the truth is the truth and it will set us yeah. free. So turning to him is is the key to, to all things, you know, and he, he forgives our sins and he builds us back up. And when we listen to his voice, when his voice is so it's like Brendan, right? I have AirPods. I'm rich, obviously. And when <laughs> I have AirPods in my ears and the volume is up, I can hear nothing else. <laughs> I can't hear nothing else. Uh, there could be the fire alarm. There could be a war movie on my TV. There could be a war outside. I don't hear anything because the voice of the AirPods, the sound is so loud in my ears. That's all I'm listening to. And that's with us and the Lord. If we plug ourselves into his voice, we're not going to hear the lies of the devil. The lies are not going to go away. Sweetheart, until we die, we will always have the lies around us. You can run away as far as you want, but like lies are they're everywhere and they're speaking so we can't get rid of lies but it's instead we train our ear to listen to a different voice to listen to truth and the truth is a person and the person is jesus christ so the more we fall in love with jesus the more we fall in love with his extension his body the church the more we immerse ourselves in the community of saints and the community of the church the lies won't go away but we just won't listen to them anymore because we're hearing some other voice in our ears which is jesus christ mm. i love it well, that is a good point, in my opinion, to stop for episode one. I think we've talked about a lot of good stuff. We've only gotten two questions through, but it's yeah. been <laughs> And so anyone who's listening at home, uh, we thank you for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Good Catholic. Good Catholic is a Catholic media through Trinity Road. And I invite you to check us out at goodcatholic.com and use code GATA for 20 percent off any purchase and we will hopefully have you back for part two god bless thank you for tuning in if you enjoyed today's episode click to subscribe this is a good catholic podcast visit goodcatholic.com for more information